not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. It's time to keep it down right now. Avengers! I am not the one to Ready to party! We're back. I don't know if this show will ever be the same. <laughs> Lacey, I'm Lacey's mad at me. I don't know if she's mad at me or angry at me. Everyone thinks I like the new Lion King now, and I am a classics to the core girl. <laughs> Round three. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Category is Round three is dedicated solely to awards contenders. We're bringing out the movies that have gotten some gold. Mm-hmm. Um, Mello, what you got? So for my pick, I chose 2017 Shape of Water. So that one, best pick, best director, best original score, and best production design. I had to put some some heavy hitters in there because of last week. Because I know you love this movie. Yeah. So you can't possibly vote it out. Uh Uh-huh. Lacey, what you got? I actually have to thank Josh for this one because in our last week's episode brought up this cast as an honorable mention and how this movie just wouldn't have been the same without these people doing these performances. And because of their performances, this movie did a sweep of the major categories at the Academy Awards. And it is 2019's Parasite. I'll go then because my movie was 2019's favorite to win, which uh, consequently got swept by Parasite. And that is the Sam Mendes movie, 1917. Mm. Hmm. Rashawn? So I want to thank Josh last <laughs> no, week. You're welcome. No. Because he mentioned this cast. And he mentioned how uniform they were and how brilliant they were together, which which <laughs> led to so, me picking the 2019 thriller, Parasite. LaShawn oh is back in business, bitch! <laughs> so how do we handle this? How are we going to do this? I think that means they just all go through, right? Yeah. Because this is a movie. This is an argument free round. So yeah, yeah, I guess. Yes. Yo. So let's say let's say it. Parasite won. It's the first South Korean film to win the Palme d'Or. It is the first international film to win SAG. Only the second film to be nominated for Best Cast. And at the Oscars, oh boy, did it make history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The first non-English film to win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so. Go it on. also won director, screenplay, international film. It was also nominated for editing and production design. In regards to 1917, I fully believe Parasite deserved it. 1917 is also a great movie in its own right. It was nominated for 10 Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Everyone thought it was going to win Best Picture, which is why Parasite winning was so incredible. Because mm-hmm. it won Best Picture at the Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, the PGAs. Sam Mendes won Best Director at the Globes and the BAFTAs and the DGAs. That's I was banking on someone choosing Parasite, and my defense <laughs> was going to be that 1917 was just a step under Parasite. So if you bring in Parasite, you got to bring in 1917. <laughs> right. Here's the thing, though. No, no. He's gonna <laughs> fight me on whether it's a drama or a thr- thriller. It's both. I you think it's, don't. I think it's totally you both. don't have any faith in me. But I was gonna <laughs> go for Josh. What? Cut this out. I'm sorry. T- I take it back. No, it's too late. I want. I want the world to know that you <laughs> never, never have faith in me. What's wrong? What's wrong with 1917? I don't even know if this is possible because Lacey and I have the same choices. Can we even fight for? The same no, we two are all going things. to the list. But Let's I don't. But I don't want 1917 on there. What? <laughs> now there's a strong opinion. Every there is. I didn't particularly enjoy that movie. 
I mean, the, the, the trench scene alone is, is an impressive filmmaking feat. We're not talking about... Rashawn. <laughs> I'm like, go get him. Filmmaking. What? I don't want to. Why? <laughs> We are all in this together like in this it. one. If you decide the final list, you can put it at number 20. No. <laughs> <laughs> he Here's what he's doing. He wants to axe this so there's more room for both Lion King and Mad Max at the end. Josh, I'll kill you right now. I will kill you on the mic. <laughs> 1917? Yeah. Speak on Shape of Water. What should I say? It's so good. Guillermo de Toro nails it every single time. Every time. And we, I mean, Lacey talked about Doug Jones last pod. Incredible. Incredible. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I'm, maybe I'm generalizing here, but I feel like Doug Jones doesn't always get the, the kudos and the credit that he deserves because he's always something, someone else that you don't really see his face. You don't really know who he is. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he is the, the sole purpose of this movie. He is the romantic lead. And he's a goddamn fish. <laughs> you that know? fish makes me feel some kind of way. I know. And you left the movies being like, am I did, into fish now? Did Guillermo win? He did win. He did. And yeah. I cried. I King wept. shit. I did too. Josh, do you remember that? I literally did laps around our apartment because I did not expect it to happen. And I was so, so thrilled happy. that he finally yeah. got his recognition. I was so happy. Just the sweetest Theo Willie deserves <laughs> it all. What a nice little intermission for our fight. The awards contenders. Hmm. Y'all don't want to like gang up and kick 1917 out? No, because look. Hear me out. Hear me out. 19- no, hear me out. No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Lazy and Mo. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, hear me I... Out. If if he's out, then that means there's space and we can have like another wild card round using some of our honorable mentions. We had a thousand honorable mentions. Right. I know, but we can we can pick one of them and we can no, fight because, about that. Right. Ladies, <laughs> ladies. We no, are keeping on. <laughs> oh, I had to listen to y'all almost defend the Lion King. Whatever. No one defended no it. No one defended no it. No one defended it. Oh my Lacey God. Lacey was on I'm, her own island with that. No, you're going to hear it, Lacey, because you brought it. For the money. Nothing fine, else. Fine, it was fine. your stupid box office category, Rashawn. Do not blame the categories. I will. <laughs> Listen, Next we just category. became friends right now. Let it go. Round four. All right, so Parasite, The Shape of Water, and 1917 are going on the list. Round four. Category is... Best scene. Josh, I do not like how excited you are. Stop volunteering. <laughs> Good Lord. And I know what Bef- his is. I don't, I before I don't, we get started. I don't know what his is. Would anybody like to get out? No. 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 What is that? Like, would that anybody is the like the opening to- line for the best fight scene from any movie ever, and that is the elevator fight in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Uh, okay. That's not what I thought you were going to choose. Mala? Should I open with a line as well? No, mine was just <laughs> cool, so I had to do it. <laughs> So I chose 2011's Bridesmaids. Oh. With the infamous dress shop shit scene. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic. 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 I went with. I think I'm gonna have to really fight for this. Lacey may have called this. She said this out loud. Did you? Maybe. For my best scene, I went with the final sequence of 2015's *The Witch*. Oh. Mm. Oh. Okay. I I really struggled with this. Um, because there's so many great scenes in animated and in drama. But this scene was a worldwide phenomenon. I, I'll defend it later. I'm going with the Let It Go scene from 2013's Frozen. That's pretty good. Hmm. We got an eclectic mix here, we friends. Sure we sure do. <laughs> we sure do. Who wants to make their first case? Here's what I'll say about the Let It Go scene. 
As someone who was a party princess during its height. (laughs) (laughs) Hello from Princess Anna. Let It Go was, I know I already said this, but it was a worldwide phenomenon. I cannot remember the last time in my life that a song was played on FM radio from a Disney movie and Let It Go made the rounds in pop culture, in everyday for life, and wait for years. And yes, the song is what makes it, but the animation was revolutionary. Each individual snowflake is animated differently to look different, no matter the size, no matter the shape. And it is a true, like, powerhouse moment for a woman that we didn't really have as far as independent women in disney pocahontas nah she had a little john smith right there yeah i need everyone to know carmella's actively <laughs> applying lip that <laughs> she's saying this <laughs> <laughs> she said mm-mm, mm-mm. and i think the scene is as powerful as it is because it is a woman saying, I'm not going to let anyone hold me back anymore. I'm on my own. It's me. It is a message that resonated around the world. And it is a message that little girls everywhere need to grow up hearing, thinking, and feeling. I would like to piggyback off of that. Come on, Mela. So this scene, while it um, has a lot to do with shit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> a lot. I do think it is in the same category that Lacey's kind of talking about where this is like one of the first time we see a a group of women in a comedy doing these like this physical comedy that men normally do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is like one of the, the first movies and Judd Apatow's actually for highest grossing movie. And he's done how many movies with how many men. And I feel like this scene is not in there just for the sake of being a shit scene. It has like, you know, the beginning, the beginning, middle and end. And this is a scene that you remember from Bridesmaids. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you haven't seen the whole movie, you need to watch the scene and then you're going to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll go. This scene, I think, is is borderline iconic because if you've seen this movie, if you've seen any action movie, if you've seen any movie with any sort of stage combat or fighting or whatever, all someone has to say is the elevator scene or the elevator fight. And everyone knows what, exactly what it is. It's Captain America taking on, I think, six dudes in the middle of an emergency-stopped elevator. And I think this is important thematically because this movie winter soldier as a whole does an incredible job of of grounding superheroes it's not it's not man of steel where it's just cgi versus cgi not even iron man where it's just cgi versus cgi it's a spy thriller that happens to be starring a superhero captain america it's the perfect example of he takes quite a few licks in this fight but ultimately he comes out on top because it's Captain America, because he's that good of a fighter, because he's that good at what he does. It so perfectly encapsulates not only what makes the Winter Soldier good as a movie, but what makes Captain America and Chris Evans' portrayal of Captain America so good and so iconic. Hmm. Rochelle? Well, speaking of women choosing to be free from the confines of society, at the end of The Witch... Anna Taylor-Joy, who plays Thomason, her father's dead, her mother's dead. Her brother has died in the middle of a demonic possession. Her twin siblings are missing. And in the middle of the night, she follows a billy goat into a shed. And she stares straight into the camera and she talks to this goat. And you're waiting. You've been waiting the whole movie. You've seen this close-up of the goat. You've seen it walk on its hind legs, jump up and down in the middle of the farm. And you're just waiting because you know something's coming. And she talks to it and she waits and she waits and she waits. And then as she turns to leave, the most seductive, sensual, demonic voice comes out of this goat. (laughs) And he says, what's thou like to live deliciously? 
and it is the most chilling thing I have ever seen in a theater. I just had I like I had chills on the back of my neck because this movie is just an hour and a half of atmosphere, and it's such a slow burn, and a lot of people turned on it and didn't really like it. But you get to that moment, all of the things, all of the paranoia and the fear, kind of build to this moment and what you've been waiting for. He speaks. Answer me. her and she takes it and then she walks out into the woods she sheds her clothes and she literally levitates into the air with the coven of witches and it is one of the most confident endings i've ever seen not just in a horror film but any film and i think a lot of that has to do with the power of the ending and the confidence of everything leading up to it well damn those are all well put out arguments, everyone. So congrats. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think an intermission round was exactly what we needed for us to calm our nerves. <laughs> now time for my vote already. Uh, I am letting past Josh place my vote because uh, there was one specific movie. Lacey can attest to this. We saw this movie in the theaters. And, I, and we walked out and I said, I loved every second of that movie, except I wasn't crazy about the ending. And that is The Witch. Yeah. Oh. I, I Hearing it, I think maybe from a grown-up perspective, I would have liked it more. But when it came out, I walked out of the theater going, that was so good. I don't know about the ending. The ending is the movie. Is it? The ending is, it, is the movie. I is, mean, is the movie the movie? Any movies is the, <laughs> is it, any movie is its ending. I mean, and and to say to separate the two, you just can't do it. And I think once a movie sticks its landing, like The Witch does, I just you have to credit it. And I and I think if it was a different type of movie for the first hour and twenty minutes, it doesn't earn that moment with Black Phillip. But because you're, it's just, like I said, such a slow burn. And the, the atmosphere, it's just dripping with just dread. What if I didn't want Black Phillip to talk, though? What if I What if I wanted to be ambiguous that maybe this is all in her head? Maybe, maybe Anna Taylor-Joy's character has just kind of snapped. Well, I don't think that's the point. I mean, the point of the movie isn't, is she making all this up? Because you see the witch about... 15 minutes into the movie. Right. So you know that what all the things that are happening to this family are real. I think the okay. point of the movie is their reaction to it and their the testament of or the test of their faith. My vote still stands. Ladies. I'm having a really hard time because I saw The Witch with Josh when it came out in theaters. And mm-hmm. I remember having similar feelings Mm -hmm. but you describing it now i get it (laughs) i do (laughs) very much get it Mm -hmm. um but i also like i cannot vote against bridesmaids i think that movie is i can untouchable shit my vote goes to bridesmaids then excuse me you're just throwing out (laughs) daggers for no reason yeah continue sorry Wow. Um <laughs> I can I so I'm really torn between because Winter Soldier was one of the first comic book movies that I like was really into in large part because of Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan's performances and that elevator scene is so badass. It's like I get jazzed thinking about it. There was a callback to the elevator scene in Endgame. That's how iconic he they put him back on an elevator. And when we saw Endgame in the theaters, the moment Cap 
stepped onto the elevator in Endgame, the yeah. crowd went fucking nuts. There's a callback to everything in Endgame. I understand that, but when he show when when they go back to New York from the original Avengers, everyone was like, "Oh, cool." When they go back uh, all the way back to when Cap goes into the fucking forties again, everyone's like, "Oh, cool." But when Cap stepped onto the elevator in Endgame, the crowd went ballistic. Because everyone remembers the elevator fight. Everyone remembers when Cap took on half a dozen dudes in a crowded elevator with his hand magnetized to a wall. It's one of the most iconic fight scenes in all of cinema. Period. I think the other three scenes in this round enhance or are integral to the story of the film. whereas. As as great and as iconic as that elevator fight scene is, I don't know if it's more than just a really well choreographed fight. It is. The elevator fight is the first time S.H.I.E.L.D. agents actively attack Cap. It's okay. always been hinted at that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been infiltrated by Hydra. Something's going on. Something's wonky. He's got the briefcase. He gets in the elevator. Frank Grillo's character walks in, crossbones. That's when he realizes Cap hears it over the intercom. This is the first time that S.H.I.E.L.D. agents actively turn into HYDRA agents and attack Cap. This is the turning point of the movie. And this is the first time Cap actively fights back against S.H.I.E.L.D. and effectively becomes a rogue agent. Next argument. <laughs> I, lo- I, I mean, you're, I, you're not going to get a, you know, a critique of what, Winter Soldier because I do love that movie. What's integral about the shit scene? I love the shit scene too, but if that's the argument... The shit scene can be taken out of Bridesmaids and it's still Bridesmaids. I don't think so. The yeah. shit isn't the scene. It's, it's, it's that fact that she keeps oh, fucking yeah. up. I don't, I don't know what to say. You look... <laughs> Megan, are you okay? Oh. oh. I think my, my, my dress was probably just tight. Oh my God. You got food poisoning from that restaurant, didn't you? No, I had the same thing that she had, and I, I feel fine. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, no. Why is this happening? Nothing's happening. Oh, my God. You know, I don't really care which dress we get. It doesn't matter to me. I just need to get off this white carpet. No, okay. No, not the bathroom. Everybody, go outside. I'm serious. There's a bathroom. As this maid of honor, as his best friend. She keeps fucking up. There are other fuck-ups. This is not the only fuck-up. But this, this is, is the like big fuck-up. The last straw. Yeah. This is the... Like you can take out the other. And this is the last straw from a world protecting organization that's turning on American citizens. Hello? What are we talking about? (laughs) We're talking about the best scene, and I don't think this scene is the best scene out of the And I think Rashawn's capitalizing on this moment because he knows the witch is the weakest link here, and you guys need to turn your attention back to the witch. The witch is not the weakest link. People are not crazy about the movie, but I don't think it's the weakest link. I will speak, and I don't think i can put the witch on our top 20 best movies of the decade man okay can i just say something real quick (laughs) go off you haven't spoken oh my (laughs) i am in a really tough spot because josh i'm so sorry but i don't think i've seen this movie (laughs) i figured you hadn't i was prepared for that but and i know this is gonna sound fucked i loved the witch I loved it. I knew this was going to happen. It's fine. I'm so sorry. But I think if we're really talking about top 20 movies of the decade. The Witch 100% should be on there. I don't (laughs) think The Witch. If someone brought the remake of The Lion King to the table. (laughs) And I'm not naming names. And I'm not naming names. but, But if that had happened. I don't think the argument. I can poke holes. I'm in that, literally the fact that- sick to my stomach that I <laughs> brought that to the podcast. Like you I'm going to be dragged across. You don't have the votes. You're gonna Do need Carmela's approval, and you don't Hamilton have the votes. <laughs> no. I, I cannot believe Carmela. You- I'm so sorry. I fought for you for. I wanted to fight for you when you. After this podcast, if you want to whisper that to me later on in my ear, that's a different story. Come on, I'll, I'll text you the elevator fight scene. Yeah, text it to me. I just, 
I don't think the witch, I feel like I could ask 10 people in a room if they've seen it. And I don't, I think I would have maybe three people say that they've seen it. Well, we're not voting on the most watched movie of the decade. That doesn't, I know. Just I know. because people haven't seen it or people, I, here's the thing that handicapped the witch is that it was marketed as the conjuring yeah, in I the woods and people went to see it and it was Not a completely that. different movie than what they were marketed and they turned on it and they walked out and they said i don't know what that was but that's not the movie that i had paid for okay captain america the winter soldier was released on my birthday <laughs> i i no, i'm sorry that's i don't have a heart today that's just that's just a fact <laughs> which is also robert downey jr's birthday i don't know him if I'm not, if I'm not going to acknowledge your birthday, who I love, this is, what makes you think this, I'm going to acknowledge his? Winter I don't Soldier care. was the Russo brothers' first Marvel film, and then look what you know what? No, the votes are already in three three to one. That's fine. I'm calling it. That's fine. I really though, Rashawn, I do want to now rewatch it, especially now knowing how much you love it and how passionate you are about it. I definitely want to go back and try it again. I really do think that that trailer fucked up people's yeah. view of the witch because i really liked it and i didn't see any trailers for it to reel back a little bit after my victory i i do <laughs> i fully agree the trailers did not help it in the least i remember seeing it thinking that was nothing like the trailer i loved it wasn't crazy about the ending those are my three thoughts that's fine is everybody good everyone catch your breath because this last one's gonna be a nightmare i'm scared <laughs> <laughs> round five round five category is future classic this is this is the big guns these are our heavy hitters these are the this is the round we've been waiting for <laughs> these are Rochelle, why don't you go first i'll go first sure yeah i'm so glad i didn't put the witch here because i really wanted to <laughs> oh you would have lost my friend i'm patching up my wounds and i'm dropping the bomb that is 2018's hereditary fuck oh my goodness. That movie Come messed up. me up. Jesus. So originally I wanted to put La La Land in this category, but I knew it wouldn't hold up. Smart play. <laughs> it's a smart play. So I'm going to choose another Emma Stone and uh, Ryan Gosling movie with the 2011 Crazy Stupid Love. Oh! I, I fucking love that movie. Hmm. Um, my choice for future instant classic i considered for every other category because it could fit for every other category and win for every other category the 2018 film black panther oh fuck fuck Mm. um i gotta throw a little wrinkle into things of course you do shut up my instant classic is a movie that has uh, already gone through on our list. <laughs> um, yeah, again? <laughs> and it is Guillermo del Toro's <laughs> The Shape of Water. That is a drama. And it is an instant classic. So um, here's how we're going to do this. Shape of Water is on the list, yes. However... Lacey could possibly knock one of us out and Shape of Water would be on twice and then we'd have two spots to fill. So we're still going to fight it out. Lacey, fight like uh, Shape of Water's not on the list. Okay. Okay. And Easy, because it's a great movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, pointing, my, pointing my gun at Melabelle. Yeah. I've enjoyed this movie several times. I think it is perfectly good. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I love Crazy Stupid Love myself. It's it's easy. It's easy watching. It's an easy breezy watch. When it comes down to the three of them, I think Shape of Water is kind of transcendent. It's brave. Brave is the first word that comes to my head. Guillermo del Toro took a hundred chances on this movie. Mm-hmm. A mute protagonist. A fish love interest it's all a big risk and it all paid off incredibly Mm -hmm. where it comes to down to me is 
I I think I enjoy Hereditary and Crazy Stupid Love equally. Where the nod for me goes is Hereditary because of the performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. I think Tony Collette was a legitimate Oscar snub for her performance mm-hmm. in Hereditary. Not to mention Alex Wolf, Millie Shapiro, mm-hmm. and Dowd. Yeah. And the person behind the movie, Ari Aster. Yeah. Who I think crafted a future classic. I don't think Black Panther can be argued at all. Right. At all. Um, And that's not, and I don't, I want to make it clear this is not Chadwick Boseman. May he rest in peace and power and everything he rightfully deserves. I think had he still been on this earth, this would still be my future classic. I think. Mm Every second of this movie is is revolutionary. Yeah, the soundtrack, casting, the box office. Uh, there are a hundred different scenes I could have picked. Black Panther kept coming up for each category, so I figured I'd put it at this last one. I adore Black Panther. I love what it means. I love what it did, and what it will do going forward. I don't love the ending of Black Panther. I think. Okay. It is a yeah. It, I think it falls victim to what a lot of Marvel movies fall victim to, which is overly CGI finale. That being said, what stands out is Ryan Coogler. Yes, the sunsets there are the most beautiful in the world, but I fear you still may not be welcome. Why? They will say you are lost. But I'm right here. No tears for me? Everybody dies. It's just life around here. Well, look at what I've done. The cast, the writing, I think if there is a weak link that I could use in this argument, solely for this argument, it would be the ending of the movie. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I would have rather seen the two those two actors just duke it out again like they did on the waterfall right. without the suits again. I'd, I could have seen that again yeah. or keep them on the field. If you're going to go CGI, fully do it. I, I, think, I think they made the mistake of trying to do both, I think, yes. with the train. Carmelo, but you got it. You, Man, you're under the mo- I got to say, I'm going to mo- step in for Mela though really quick because I'm really struggling. But it's really easy to say that Crazy Stupid Love is like a really sweet, cute rom-com. But I still remember sitting in the theater and the twist at the the in the backyard when Ryan Gosling walks in with Emma Stone right. and you realize that she's Steve Carell's daughter and – they're dating like that whole scene was so shocking it's so unexpected it's such great writing it's more than just a sweet cute romantic comedy yeah. like it's a really well-told family story too i think for me which is not fair maybe we'll say it's not a great argument but i think it gets diluted when you you see crazy stupid love and then you see this is us and then you see life itself, mm-hmm. which I think all deploy the same twist at different points in the film. I mean, I mean, this do is not bring today. life itself into that. It is its own. <laughs> I was oh no, bring it up. I'm bringing them up. Right. Because, I'm bringing them up because they're all by the same creator. But this is us. Does it in the in the pilot? Crazy but... Stupid Love does it in the third act. Life itself does the entire movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Literally. And so I, I I think some of the magic of of crazy of that twist and crazy crazy stupid love is not as magical. But the thing is, crazy stupid love came first, before all of those. I know. So it does. And this is you know me and Lacey have seen all three of those movies and shows more than you know we care to say. Yeah, why are you talking about? <laughs> and it? the Stop magic is it. never lost. And I feel like that is what is behind a good rom-com is that you always are guaranteed that there's going to be 
that like serendipitous moment or that twist or something at the end that no matter how many times you watch it, you're going to keep coming back just for that moment. And Crazy Stupid Love does that. Also, this could also be, I feel like, in the best cast category too. Mm-hmm. It has Steve Carell, it has Julianne yeah. Moore, Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. And if they- you put it there, I, w- I would I would go hard for you, but best like future classic, I, I disagree. It's a current classic, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling really hard. I Yeah, I think, although this is a wrench, it's already on the list, I can't rightfully vote out Shape of Water before I vote out Crazy Stupid Love. And I lo- yeah. I, fu- I fully enjoy Crazy Stupid Love. I, I vote for Crazy Stupid Love. Same. Lacey? Uh, yeah, it, Lacey. I, the vote for, off. I vote for Crazy Stupid Love. I think we have we have three, four romances on the list. Ah! Yeah, this is your first loss. I know. So you're fine. Get it, girl. All right. Don't don't call it a comeback. Everyone lost. <laughs> everyone lost once. Yeah, that's nice. Look at us. I made a mistake. Uh, so we got a few a few kinks in the system, but we're gonna work it out before we get to the eliminated films. I'm pulling an audible, calling an audible. How do you do that in sport? You, you call an audible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to text an audible. <laughs> I'm going to listen to an audible. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do a surprise round with our, uh, an honorable mention. We're going to throw it on the list. Category is... Four honorable mentions will go in. Only one will come out. Oh, Fuck. <laughs> okay. So this is going to get messy. This is going to get very, 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 very messy. Feelings are going to get hurt. Let's go. Yeah. I'll start. Who you, who you use? Uh, with all due respect to Kick-Ass and Wonder Woman, I mentioned it before. It hurt me not to have it on my list, and now I got it on my list. I got to go with 2017's Logan. Mm. Okay. Melabella. I'm going to go with 2017's Ladybird. Oh no! <laughs> I think from my honorable mentions, I have to go with 2014's Gone Girl. God damn it. Ooh. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Were you gonna say that? I was. <laughs> Holy oh, shit! Oh my goodness! Okay. You, could, you know what? Say it. Team up. I'm gonna, to make it interesting, I'm not gonna team up with Lacey. Whatever. As fun as that would be. Mm-hmm. I am putting... Oh, my God. Hold on. Eeny, meeny, miny, Catch a Want to play a game? Motherfucker playing eeny, meeny, miny, moe. I did. I did. I did. I did. Okay. I am going with... Oh, my God. I'm so sorry to, to Cabin in the Woods. But I'm going to go with 2000... 14's It Follows. Interesting. Rashawn, that is rude. That is really rude. (laughs) You know I love that movie. I know you do. I don't know how the veterans feel about it, but I love that movie. I enjoy it, but because I'm gonna I'm gonna step in to the ring real quick. Mm -hmm. We're talking about it's an enjoyable horror movie, but we're talking about the best movies of the decade. Yeah. Is a fun horror movie the best movie of the decade? It is up. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, no. It is so good. Logan Logan was quite literally a, a cultural moment. There were non-entertainment outlets were talking about Hugh Jackman's last run as Wolverine and Sir Patrick Stewart's last run as Professor Xavier. Something didn't sneak in in between your shoulders at the very last scene when Daphne Keene walks back up to the cross that Logan is buried under and turns it over to an X. And it's just over the mountaintop. And it fades out. It's perfect. Are you asking if I cried? Um, no, I didn't, say, a little, I didn't cry. <laughs> I did. I fucking bawled I, my eyes out. I have, I gotta say, I have a little bit of, and I love, in any iteration, I love the X-Men. By the time we got to Logan, I had some Wolverine fatigue. I got it. I got it. So, so did, did Wolverine. <laughs> that was the he point. Was sure. Well, if he's that tired of himself, he shouldn't have made the movie. Listen, oh no. <clears throat> Rashawn, I would have fought to the ends of the earth for you if you had chosen Cabin in the Woods. It follows. But he did. Is a, 
good horror movie. It is not decade worthy, in my opinion. Oh, is The Lion King? The Lion King is not <laughs> here. You better oh, leave her alone. You made the categories. I was trying to win box no, office. No, I was just checking. I was just checking. W.twitter.com. W. Rashawn, I'm trying to find you on Twitter. What's your at? The Simba Tattoo. Okay, just making sure. God. <laughs> I'm literally never doing this podcast again. Yeah, you will. No, we need you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Look, Carmela's doing her survivor strategy though again <laughs> by just, just like smiling in the corner and not talking. <laughs> well, Let her well, live. Let her live. The, the thing is, It Follows is like one of my favorite scary movies. So that's okay. where I'm really torn. Is it one of your favorite movies, though? This is not a list of scary movies. Don't, don't, Am don't I devalue this... the horror genre. Don't do that. No. That's not what I'm saying. She she categorized it first. She didn't say this is one of my favorite movies. She said this is one of my favorite scary movies. This is not a list of you the top You said the 20... same thing about Winter Soldier. That it was one of your Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite superhero movie, period, and it's one oh, of my favorite movies. Okay, then. That's what she just said. Well, well, is, is it one of your favorite movies? Again, it we're like one of my favorite movies. Okay. Yeah, you're you, Rashawn. <laughs> what? But and I can't say anything about Gone Girl because I think that movie is just perfect from perfect A it. to Z. Mm-hmm. It's like perfectly gift wrapped. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Excuse Every, me. Like, anytime I watch it, I'm like, I get something new. Netflix's a little sweaty in it. Again, he's, he's supposed not, to be. He's supposed to be right. It's a little too sweaty. But Come I can also defend yourself. Make the argument that I've never seen Logan and I don't want to see it. Whoa. That's not an argument. That's not an argument. Yeah, it is. But y'all I just don't y'all came. Again, we're letting Carmela skate by without even talking about her movie. That's fine. Lady Bird's great. I did talk about my movie. What'd you say? I said that about the rom coms. And because Rashawn was making the point that... Yeah, what is it? Is it a romance? Lady Bird? Oh, I'm sorry. I think Lady Bird's a drama, personally. No, Lady Bird's a coming-of-age movie. Yeah. It's a funny... Ain't nobody have that genre? I I would put it in a comedy. Yeah. I would give it a comedy. Yeah, I would say it's a a bit of both in the way that Shape of Water is a little both. Well... Anyway, my my vote goes to It Follows. My vote goes to Logan. Logan's Why? Out. I think Logan's out. Why? I don't think Logan is one of the best of the decade. I think Logan is in a group of very, very, very good comic book movies, but I don't think that it is one of the best of the decade. One of the best films of the decade. I think it is a very, very good superhero movie. I think... How come you can make that, use that argument with Logan and I can't use it with it follows well i lost that argument so i'm using it again <laughs> <laughs> i also think there might be other action or superhero movies you could have put here instead of logan like you mean ones that you've seen yes <laughs> That's <not my> criteria. <laughs> like i feel like may you were talking about edge of tomorrow right yeah i would have that is not better than logan I think it is. It's it's more entertaining than Logan, I think. Rashawn, I'll ally with you. I think horror movies and action movies, specifically superhero movies, fall under the same criticism that they have to only be entertaining. And I don't think that's true. I think movies, obviously they're going to be entertaining, but Edge of Tomorrow versus Logan is a perfect example. Edge of Tomorrow was much more entertaining than Logan. It moves at a much higher, a much faster clip. It's the days are resetting over and over and over and over again. But I think Logan says more. I think it means more. I think it has. I think it has more emotion in it, which I think makes it a fuller, rounder, more complete film. Kind of like The Witch. Oh my God! <laughs> let it go. You can bring it up next round. I do what I want. <laughs> Lacey, what's your vote? Well, we have to, well, it's an elimination, so we have to get down to one. Oh! Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Fuck. Yeah. I've said that like eight times in this episode. Bleep them out. I'm so sorry. 
Nah, um, no, say it again. We already get that explicit E every episode. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we all right. We there. I think first, I think Logan's out to narrow it down. That's just my vote. Well, I think we're getting two out right away then because the I know Josh is voting It Follows and I would vote It Follows. So Logan yeah. and It Follows are out. That's I would I would if I take can take Rashawn down with me, I'll agree to that. That's rude. <laughs> I liked It Follows, but it is not out of all of the horror movies that were made in the last decade, it is not a top twenty to me. I oh, I'll say false. this. I'll say I'll be willing to sacrifice myself because I think Lady Bird is better than Logan. Yes. And I, I would listen to the argument that Gone Girl is better than Logan. Oof. All right. Me and Mella. And Logan. So now However, it's Gone Girl and Lady Bird? My vote to go on to the final listing would be Lady Bird. I'd vote for Gone Girl. I, I think that David Fincher is immaculate and i think he he directs with like a scalpel and gone girl is the perfect example of every single thing he does right and then at the center of that movie you have rosamund pike doing just ace work cool girl men always use that don't they as their defining compliment she's a cool girl cool girl is hot Cool girl is gay. Cool girl is fun. Cool girl never gets angry at her man. She only smiles in a chagrin, loving manner and then presents her mouth for fucking. She's unbelievable. But so is Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. And so is Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. Do not use her against me. Take her name out of your mouth. The same way that David Fincher directs with a scalpel, I think Greta Gerwig does this incredible thing where she makes... David Fincher directs movies, and I'm watching a movie, and Greta Gerwig has such... She's an actor's director. I think Greta Gerwig does an amazing job of of sneaking the... Making it feel like the camera's just kind of snuck in, and you're just watching this family. Same thing with Little Women. You're just kind of watching them. You feel like a fly in the wall. It's not. It's not a. It's not a show. It's not a movie. You're. It's a. It's a coming of age. It's a slice of life. It's. It's a real look into this family's life. I agree. I but I also think that Sersha and Lori are represented well on our list last week. And I think Gone Girl also deserves recognition when we're talking about spanning the entire decade. I think Gone Girl should have some sort of showing on some list and I think one of the best films of the decade should be it. I'm having such like a moral dilemma right now. I'm having such a hard. These are you love Lady These Bird. are two of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I remember reading Gone Girl and getting to the twist in the book and how that rocked my world and how nervous I was to see how it played out in the movie and how masterfully it was done, especially for people who hadn't seen the movie. I'm sure that they experienced the same crazy shock. Stupid love. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I fucking love Lady Bird, you guys. I've never seen such a true-to-life mother-daughter story. I have a wrench we could throw in. Do these two movies beat all of the movies in the eliminated pool? No, I'm not willing to do that. (laughs) I I think I'm siding with Rashawn on this because Lady Bird is very well represented already for us with the performances by Saoirse and Laurie Metcalf. And I think Gone Girl, I mean... I, I, I'm genuinely struggling for words because, like Sean said, it is cinematic perfection. Carmela, I just want you to know this is based on a technicality because of I last know. week. That's not a technicality. Just a technicality because Sersha and Lori are already highly represented on this list and everyone knows we love them. I will switch my vote. This was literally 127 hours for me. That that was that took so long, and I feel like I am I've lost part of myself. (laughs) Woo! Gone Girl makes the list. We have 19 movies, y'all. Woo! This has been a journey. All right, let's let's get to it. We got four films that were eliminated. 
Uh, Parasite showed up twice. Shape of Water showed up twice. They both made it through. So um, we only have four films that were eliminated. Okay. Mad Max, The Lion King. <laughs> Don't say. Just leave it off. There are three movies that we have to talk about. <laughs> no, it's going to be on there. You're going to defend it. I am not. <laughs> Lion King, The Witch, and Crazy Stupid Love. Oh my God. Right. I'm going to say this about Crazy Stupid Love. And okay. Carmel started this episode strong, and I'm sorry it's ending poorly for you. <laughs> my favorite we all, my favorite movie period of all time is Bruce Almighty. Yes, love it. I do not think Bruce Almighty is one of the best films of the aughts. I can fully acknowledge that there are better films out there that are crafted better. They're, they They have a more intricate plot. They have twists and turns and whatever i just it bruce almighty makes me feel better than any movie does i love watching it i feel like i'm i'm inching towards that with crazy stupid love i love watching it it feels good but is it one of the best of the decade i will not say that the witch is one of the best movies of the last decade I'm having a hard time between Mad Max and Crazy Stupid Love. You should choose Crazy Stupid Love. You should choose The Witch. You have to remember that Mad Max came, kind of burst onto the scene at the, like CGI was at its height when Mad Max came through. And it was, what are you shaking your head? Because I've made my decision. I have seen Mad Max once. I have seen The Witch once. I have seen Crazy Stupid Love at least a dozen times. And it stands up every single time. So that's my yeah. vote. How would you know if it's the other ones stand up every single time if you haven't watched them? I don't them? have a desire to. to watch them again. I They, they that, didn't have... That seems like a you problem. <laughs> okay, then it's a me problem. And I like... Feel good rom coms, and I'm voting for Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love, you can separate the three stories in there and put them into their own little movie, and they would still be perfect, generic, complete stories. Rom com, no, milk yes, toast they would. movies. No, they what are you what's talking spe- about? What's special about those three stories, though? What's unique? Are you asking me? Yeah. I mean, I think the magic of the movie is that they're intertwined. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, yes, of course. We love that they're intertwined. That's the whole magic. We love a spider web. (laughs) We love a spider web. It's already on the list. Relax. (laughs) I'm saying that I think it says a lot if you can take separate pieces of a movie and they can be their own movie on on the side. And that is one of the reasons why I keep coming back to watch it. Because it's... You, you fall in love with Steve Carell and the Julianne Moore story, but you also really love the Ryan Gosling and the Emma Stone story. That's the one that I'm there for. Don't speak for me. I'm speaking for myself and probably for <laughs> I am going to chime in with you, Mella, because we're talking about movies that are the best of the last 10 years. And Crazy Stupid Love has a storyline that every generation can connect to. You can't classify this as just a rom-com because mm-hmm. it's so much more. It's a family drama. It's it's a it, it is a coming of age story at all stages of your life. Crazy stupid love? Yes. Yes. No way. It is Rashad. it is solely focused on the romance. It's not though. It is. I will say the divorce portion does hit a little heavy. Um Rashawn, I do you have bad news? <laughs> what? I have a feeling you're not going to budge from The Witch, correct? I'm not. And I'm not going to budge from Mad Max. And Lion King was already eliminated. So Lion King wasn't on the list. Stop talking Lacey about Lacey has the deciding vote. How and so? Well, no, we have to eliminate one by one. Again? Yeah, because on only these two, one movie. These can... two team up and eliminate you and I one by one. Or you and I team up and eliminate Crazy Stupid Love. And then we're and down then, to you two And again. then we're down to the two of us. Well, they're not going to let that fly. Why? Okay, what's what do we eliminate right now? Crazy Stupid Love. The Witch. The Witch. The Witch. That's so, let me tell you, 
(laughs) Let me tell you, this movie, which is Robert Eggers' directorial debut, was so good. Let me read this. It was. Let me read this verbatim that the Satanic Temple endorsed it, saying that the film was an impressive presentation of Satanic insight that will inform contemporary discussion of the religious experience. Okay. That's how good this movie is. That's pretty badass. Let's rewind. Let's say I say crazy, stupid love. Now what? Now it's now there are two movies left. Mad Match and the witch. Yeah. Wait, no, no? it would still be two against two. Yeah. The witch would then be eliminated and Mad Max would win out of default. I'll give it to Mad Max before I give it to crazy, stupid love to play with integrity and not to play to get dirty. I would eliminate the witch first. Fine, I'm out. Whatever. We love you. No, oh, whatever. You. Whatever. Then I'm voting for Mad and then- Max. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no way is Kirby Stupid Love getting on the list. I don't know what to tell you, Rashawn, because I think it does. How? <laughs> Those are the Lacey's rules. Because voting for me. Whatever. And I'm voting for myself. Fine, it's on the list. You whatever. know what? I have an idea. Let's no. trash all of these, and we'll just put Lion King on the list. <laughs> I want I wanted to be clear that I also offered Ladybird to come through to this round, which probably would have solved all of this. No, but... it would have. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. We have our top twenty Let's hear it. of Let's hear it. the decade. Rashawn, be happy. Nope. We did I'm it. I'm not happy. <laughs> it's whatever. In no particular order. No particular order. This but is... you can say certain movies at the end if you'd like, if that'll make you feel better. No, it's fine. Uh, this is the top 20 of the decade in no particular order. Y'all ready? Yeah. Ready. Yeah. Who is you, Sharon? Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? But we must look a little closer. You have been ordered to stop. You have to stop. Let it go. Just cut the noise. These people aren't just rich, okay? They're crazy rich. A very mouse cannot be friends. You okay, Mom? Keep smiling. What? Keep shining. Knowing you can always count on me. For sure. Was there something on your mind? That's what friends are for. In good times. Just seems like good times. I'll be on your side forever. That's what friends are for. Sneer at you? I've never sneered at you. Sweetie, you don't have to. You get your point across. Okay, so fine, then say what you want to say then. Peter. I don't want to say anything. I've tried saying Okay, things. so try again. Release yourself. Oh, release you, you mean? Yeah, fine, release me. Just say it. I am so much happier now that I'm dead. No. Oh, God, this is ridiculous. I don't want to do it. <laughs> this is beyond ridiculous. Run and jump. No. Yeah. No, thank you. Come on. Thank God I'm drunk. Here we go. Take her to the moon for me. When he looks at me, the way he looks at me, he doesn't know what I lack. Or how I am incomplete. He sees me for what I am as I am. That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. Like, what's up, danger? Like, what's up, danger? Now, sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Captain Sam, can you hear me? 
you're a good man with a good heart and it's hard for a good man to be king check back next week for a little spooky fun time the next few weeks we're gonna get real spooky on y'all and that is it for this week's episode of when cinephiles attack as always we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on itunes you can find this in all of our episodes on apple spotify now iHeartRadio. yeah anywhere you get your podcast follow us on twitter and instagram at cinephile attack and if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love and maybe talk about the witch email us <laughs> at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com from Rashawn Bella Josh and Lacey thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week bye bye I'm ascending <laughs>